Tonight's narrative is made possible by viewers like you and Hover.com, an easy way to find and register a domain name. Use promo code REACH to get 10% off. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Narrative Live. It's almost, almost January. We would not have had a big verdict, and now we have a big verdict in the January 6th trial. So uh, it is a momentous day. I mean, surely, uh, you know, seditious conspiracy was not a thing that we had even heard of uh, prior to January the 6th. And now, here it is, you know, two very significant figures, Stuart Rhodes of the Oath Keepers and uh, his uh, compatriot, um, Mr. Meggs. So, you know, the two people that were found uh, guilty of seditious conspiracy, Stuart Rhodes, of course, uh, the 57-year-old uh, founder of the Oath Keepers, and uh, Kenny Meggs is his sort of right-hand person. Those two people were found guilty of seditious conspiracy in a trial, uh, which many people had eyes on because it will determine, of course, whether other seditious conspiracy charges are found to be uh, accurate in terms of the Proud Boys and in terms of the other seditious conspiracy charges that are out there. So it's important to stress that why most people are really concerned in the Republican circles about uh, someone like Stuart Rhodes being found guilty of seditious conspiracy is because it really lends itself to charges being brought against Roger Stone and also Alex Jones, maybe even Mike Flynn, and all the way up to the very, very top of that organizational tree was charges against Donald Trump are far more likely now that we see that there was a seditious conspiracy, a plan afoot with Stuart Rhodes so far at the helm of a piece of that, um, you know, it certainly is an indication to all of us that Roger Stone, Alex Jones, Flynn, even Donald Trump may soon be in the fiery line of the DOJ. So you know a lot about this case, much more than I do, Eric. Um, you know, you're not surprised, Eric, the verdict too. No, I'm not surprised. And we've crossed the Rubicon here. Now that we have uh, a court that has found it factual that there has been a seditious conspiracy uh, against our democracy, we've crossed a major threshold. Um, you know, a jury of their peers over a number of weeks looked at a great number of facts that were put before them and uh, definitions of laws that have been very little prosecuted in this country, seditious conspiracy being one of the rarest and most serious, you know, statutes in the U.S. Code of Law. And they found that those uh, standards were met for prosecution, that uh, these people intended to use violent force to overthrow our democracy and impose their will. That's, they are convicted of that crime. They are convicted of the crime of interfering in our democracy's peaceful transfer of power. And everybody that helped them is part of that conspiracy. And that's the conspiracy they're part of. Not political speech, not of tourism, not of getting uh, caught up in the moment, not of I made a poor decision. No, this is a crime of seditious conspiracy, of plotting to overthrow the government by force and to stop our votes from counting by force. 
It's yeah, now a no, fact. Only, only two of the people who were originally charged were found guilty. Others were found guilty of lesser charges. So that doesn't necessarily weaken uh, the case here at all. It just means that the jury was careful and was listening and perhaps thought that there was just a lot more culpability in the Stuart Rhodes character and in Kelly Meg's character because they were the ones in fact coordinated the seditious conspiracy in this case. Far more than Jessica Watkins, well, Kenneth Harrelson, or Thomas Caldwell, who were definitely in senior positions in it, but they weren't the head on shows. So you're looking at a number of charges here. Now, there's seditious conspiracy is exactly what it says. It's in a conspiracy to commit sedition, which is to oppose the government by force. Some of the definitions can be subtle. Like what is the difference between the sedition part and the obstruction part? Because there were different crimes that were charged. Some of these folks were trying to keep the vote from being counted, but I think Rhodes was part of the crew that was looking to keep the government frozen so that these fake electors could come in and impose a whole different set of rules on everybody uh, that was outside of the constitution. And those are light differences. You're looking at whether or not the conspiratorial aspect, some of the communications that were going on between the different individuals, whether that was tantamount to they were part of the conspiracy to overthrow the government, as opposed to get in the way of the vote, stop the steal. Uh, again, these are very serious, exotic crimes. This is a twice in two and a half century thing for America, where we've had a group of people that decided that they wanted to ch change the direction of this nation by force, uh, by raising up a militia and sending them against other Americans. It's only happened twice in our history. One was 1861 and the other was last January. So there's not a lot of prosecution for this kind of thing. I think there's a couple other examples that were small attempts, but this was far more major. So what was put before the jury was voluminous and it was detailed and they were given, uh, you know, dozens of pages of instructions on how to find the different crimes. They got the best of due process. They got the best of the American system that they would have denied to the rest of us. Indeed. And of course we should remind people who they are. The Oath Keepers are an interesting group of former, uh, veterans mostly who throughout the years have been engaged in all sorts of interesting things, whether it's the birth of movement or a whole bunch of other sort of fringe and uh, political events. But on this day on January the 6th, they were the ones who formed these stack formations, these military formations that um, were really stuck out. You really notice the difference between these guys in military uniform uh, with their hands uh, on the person in front of their shoulder as they were walking towards the Capitol. And versus everyone else. And then we have this very famous photo of them inside. And again, you still see their information here. These are the, mostly the same people, or some of the same people who were um, indicted and charged and found guilty today. You see Connie Meggs and Kelly Meggs of their husband and wife team from Florida. Kelly is the one who was found guilty of seditious conspiracy as being Stuart Rhodes' number two person. But you also see Jessica Watkins there. She's part of that formation. She's a very uh, interesting figure on that very uh, incredible audio tape which we played back a narrative a while ago of their communication during their movements. Jessica Watkins was one of the people we heard in that audio tape. And people can go back to our um, episode of narrative called The Staff and really relive that entire time period as we played back some of the audio tape. Um, I'm just thinking a picture is worth a thousand words here. We've been yeah. getting into the semantics of what is seditious conspiracy. 
And uh, what were the extent of the crimes here? But this one picture here, there's a bunch of people who are in infantry uniform. Uh, it might have been pieced together from army surplus stores or whatnot. I forget how many people actually had a military background of this little crew of miscreants here. But the stack formation, the one hand on the next person's shoulder, that's a typical tactical maneuver for people who might be in like an urban combat setting or uh, close quarters with a lot of civilians around where it's not like an open firefight in the forest or something like that. But either way, these are military tactics. Teaching those military tactics that you learn from the United States military outside of the United States military without the permission of the United States military is itself a crime that gets investigated by the ATF because the information on how we train our soldiers is kept classified. And these guys yeah, turned that guys, against uh, Nancy Pelosi. So, yeah. And these guys trained. I mean, they trained for a long time. I remember the initial indictment. There was they did some sit-ups, Zeb. Let's not overdo <laughs> it. <laughs> they did full-on militia training in various places. I couldn't believe the extent of the coordination here and the commitment they had to doing this. And, of course, the Oath Keepers were also the ones who had a, a stack of, uh, of weapons across the river and waiting for them in a yeah. hotel. They were intending to be in there for the long haul. That's the part where they get into real trouble there is that they brought a bunch uh, of long guns and they had a plan to go pick them up. To situate everyone into the whole day's event, there was sort of five incursions that happened um, almost simultaneously around the Capitol. That's how coordinated everything was. And these guys and the Oath Keepers are coming through the East doors at, uh, at around 239, according to our timing back then. It just reminds me as I was looking back to some of the material today, how coordinated this how the entire capital was circled by protesters and different groups of militias, uh, all who had been trained to do certain things. Uh, and here they were. It's interesting. Stuart Rhodes never actually entered the building that day, I don't think. Yet he's found guilty of seditious conspiracy because he planned it. And that's going to be very, very instrumental when you think about whether Roger Stone should be um, ultimately charged, whether Alex Jones should be charged, whether uh, Donald Trump should be charged. He didn't have to have been there to be found guilty of sufficient conspiracy. Not at all. That's the thing about conspiracies. You don't got to be the one showing up doing the physical stuff. Right. Just because they weren't there on the ground necessarily uh, does not mean that they're going to get off. So Roger Stone will swear up and down. He was in the Willard Hotel room all the way through there. Maybe he was, but that doesn't mean he gets off. Certainly, when you think about this famous picture that we've shown many times here on narrative of Roger Stone, this is the day before, January the 6th, you see one of these soldiers, one of the people who is guarding him, has an Oath Keeper's cap on. He was also charged. Sure. And, and they're a part of the Proud Boys, I think. But still, there he is with the Oath Keeper's cap on. There's a lot of that, that you can see around Roger Stone. Remember that videotape we had of him in the morning outside the Willard Hotel, surrounded by Oath Keepers, surrounded by Proud Boys. Those guys, many of them are going to be found guilty of seditious conspiracy, and many are going to be um, they may be interested in telling their story about Roger Stone. They might be interested in telling their story about Donald Trump. Uh, and there's obviously some that have already lipped and already given their evidence on these guys. So as we were talking about Kanye West, it's interesting. Roger Stone is behind all of that too. So how does Roger Stone uh, get to continue to do all this dirty political work in our society? Well, he never gets arrested. Maybe it's time you get arrested so he can continue to play these dirty tricks on all of us whenever he feels the heat coming to it, which may be the reason why we've even lived through the Kanye West thing. In terms of this particular case, I think you've got to really wonder if Roger Stone thinks that the DOJ must be getting pretty close. 
Hi there, it's Zev from Narrative. Have you ever had a great business idea but just didn't know where to start? Well, one of the first steps to building a new business is a domain name by Hover. That's because it's more important than ever to have an online presence and your domain name by Hover is your first step in building your online brand. For a limited time at hover.com forward slash reach, you get 10% off. Hover makes it quick and easy to find the perfect domain name for your business with over 400 available extensions. And with their connect feature, you can easily connect your Hover domain name to many popular website builders with just a few clicks. Plus, Hover offers free who is privacy, that's free who is privacy, that protects your personal information from being released online. Don't let the complicated search, sign up and connection process of other domain providers stop you from starting your online brand today. Hover makes it easy to get started, so what are you waiting for? Find your perfect domain name at hover.com forward slash reach. Plus, Narrative Live viewers get 10% off right now. If you use the promo code REACH, that's R-E-A-C-H, or go to hover, H-O-V-E-R dot com forward slash reach, R-E-A-C-H. He's certainly a character that we know, and obviously it's very interesting that that touches so close to the president of the United States. Um, especially on that very day, as we've talked about, these guys were working together on that day. They're all in their stupid hotel room with their stupid burner phones in the most surveilled city. You know, this is fairly suicidal as far as missions go. And it's great. They've got hats. Like this is my group of co-conspirators. Right. I mean, for prosecutors, <laughs> like it just doesn't get much more fun than that. Right guys. Yeah. The fact that you're wearing a gator or whatever these things are that you've got in front of your mouth is not really hiding your identity. And both keepers hat. That's pretty telling. It's the big they, they got patches. They get they, what, what's his name? Uh, the dude from the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, yeah. comes in with scenes for semi automatic weapons that are emblazoned with their boy band logo. It's just good, solid stuff. It certainly tells you very much about uh, how uh, brazen this attack was and how they didn't think their, it was either going to fail. Clearly, they thought they were going to succeed and that there would, this would never be a possibility. I wonder if any of them actually considered the fact that. They were going to fail spectacularly and that uh, not very long into their future, they would be all be thrown into jail. I don't know if they they even thought that. That's such hubris that they were just going to be able to walk in there and succeed because God had ordained them or something. It's funny you bring up the uh, Deus Volt. God wills it. God wills it. Have you ever studied the Crusades, Zev? The Crusades are one of history's greatest clusterfucks of like mistaken assumptions, terrible leadership structures and needless death. It is a smorgasbord of stupidity, uh, from the Holy Roman empire. Uh, I highly recommend it in the slapstick comedy thing, but, uh, that's the problem with religious fervor driving your tactical, uh, battle plans and experience. They're just totally different. Look, there's no atheists in foxholes. This is not coming out against faith. Once you've made your plan with all your expertise, that's when the real prayers go up to heaven. Um, you know, in every foxhole on both <laughs> sides, no matter what religion people start with, they get one in the foxhole. However, the odds of success are set by the expertise and the materiel and the supply chain and the quartermasters of actual professional faith is no replacement for, uh, professionalism and good planning. And these guys are idiots. The only reason they got as far as they did is that nobody opposed them. And that's the yeah. thing that we really got to get to here. Because as I've said any number of times, uh, my fantasy football league on January 6th, 
it's like, I wonder what that would have been like if an Apache AH-86 helicopter from our forces met those yeah. guys and just pink spray of MAGA on the yeah. front lawn there, uh, or a drone with Hellfire missiles on it. It would have straightened everybody out real quick. Every minute of narratives reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative, where truth lives. One day, you'll tell the story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom. A story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative. Where truth lives.